Welcome everyone to another episode of the Definitive Crusade. I'm your host, Johnny the Machine Hughes, and joining me, as always, it's random dude Josh and our new partner in Crusading. It's Matthew. Matthew, how's it going, Josh? It's going. It's cool. going. You know, no, another day in paradise. I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just another day in so paradise. Uh, Drew, what's his face as a quarterback? Hey. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. We I mean we did just uh we made some trades and now there's talk of potentially Aaron Rodgers coming, so shut up. There's no way Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. Oh dude, no, he is pissed at the Packers. Oh why? <laughs> I he's just not happy with them, and so he he's looking for a trade and the Broncos are that's been the big news that the Broncos are, are pursuing Aaron Rodgers. But That's all right. Here, here's what will happen. If I, I realize, you know, it's, it's our football tangent and I'm okay with it. Me too. If the Broncos sign Aaron Rodgers, which would be fantastic. They actually get a, a fantastic offense going beef up the defense, and actually win the Super Bowl. Then, as in Broncos fashion, Aaron Rodgers will then retire on top, and we'll be back to here we are. But Denver's got less receiving talent than Green Bay. (laughs) Yeah, but bringing bringing someone like Aaron Rodgers in to that offense will actually well I don't know because we thought the same thing with Joe Flacco and that just yeah well we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll right. see we'll see Matthew are you a Bronx fan as well I have apparently lost audio uh I don't know exactly what I did uh I can't hear you guys <laughs> for the moment I'm gonna try to um so like le- legitimately just cut out <laughs> For some reason, was, was I do my, not know why. Was it my oh accent? man, <laughs> it was the football. Um, <laughs> hmm, interesting, very interesting. Oh, okay, got him back. That was like perfect timing because he literally asked you, "Are you a Broncos fan?" And you're just like, "I just lost audio." <laughs> just, um, <laughs> you know, I was, I was, you're not Broncos, are you? Was was it Dallas you said last time? Uh no, I'm from uh well I'll say I'm, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Right. Oh hey, you I like your I like your quarterback. I like your quarterback a lot. But uh I, I'm I, I'm going to uh just you know let everybody know how ignorant I am of football because I don't watch football. I'm not actually a huge football fan. Uh <gasps> See, why, why did you, why, why? Look, what, I... Was that, was this one of the reasons? Because Frey hates football. You find somebody else that hates football. Is that what you know, you're No, 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 you're, you're twisting my words. You're twisting my words. I don't hate... the essence of Freya. The essence of Freya has taken that, you know, is still on the show. I mean, I went nitpicky on the artwork last time. I'm uh, clear. Matthew doesn't like football. No, 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 no. I said I don't watch football. Uh, I don't watch football. I like playing team. football. I like uh, playing football. What's your position? Just, uh, left back you, in the stands. You know, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Bench warmer. Bench warmer. Cheerleader. Shake your pom poms, Matthew. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, All right, just enough. Whatever. Enough position. of this staff draft talk. It's time to talk about some. Uh, some comic books, and this time around, it is DC. We tried to stay away from Batman, but unfortunately, it's not always going to happen we, with DC. We just love it too much. Yeah, we love him. So let's start off with the spawn of the bat. Um, we are going with Robin number one. Uh, let me dig up my notes for this so I can tell you that it is written by Joshua, Joshua Williamson. Art is by Gleb Melinkov. Uh, letters are by ALW's Tripatiri. Uh, whose choice was this? I think this was yours, was it not, Josh? It was mine. Oh, my God. All right. Okay, cool. Start us off. All right. So 
we we start off with you know batman having his his monologue about damien and and i want to make sure that you know everyone understands that as it stands right now damien is robin so it's not mixing everything up and going back to tim drake as much as we would like tim drake to be the main robin not gonna happen um but Damien is he's on a mission. You know, he, he's still pissed and upset over the death of Alfred, mm-hmm. rightfully so. I mean, Bane did choose to murder Alfred in front of Damien instead of Bruce. But that's neither here nor there. Um the the weird thing that I had with this book. If I wanted to have a mix of Spider-Man and Mortal Kombat, I would have gone elsewhere. But this book kind of had that feel. I mean, Robin ends up going to to fight in this giant tournament. Um, What an ironic, you know, sense of timing, you know, at the same time that uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie comes out which that was a disappointment in itself. So here I am facing another tournament. That was also very odd. But that being said, I did enjoy, I I did enjoy seeing Robin's, his his attitude really come out. Uh, I think they've done a really good job portraying uh, that that anger that the Damien has, and and his, but at the same time, his determination to come out on top. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you guys, but totally had a Mortal Kombat feel. All right, okay, get over here, Matthew. Take it away. What did uh, you think? I, so Josh said he didn't really, well, I don't want to say he didn't really like it. He did say he enjoyed it. It just, it let him down. I was enthralled from the moment I picked it up Uh because personally, I, I love tournament stuff. Uh, I love, you know, fights. I love all that kind of stuff. Going back to like, you know, when I first started watching anime, one of the first ones I ever watched was Yu Yu Hakusho and I just started on their tournament arc. Uh, Uh Oh, and I love it. Uh, this this one was a little weird because, you know, I didn't know who this character was until he revealed himself to be King Snake. And I was like, OK. And I went and looked him up and found out a little bit more about him. But. Uh, it's a bit rubbing history in King Snake. It's it just. It was just weird for, you know, the first issue of this to introduce a character that, you know, I personally was not not familiar with i don't know uh veteran readers may be more familiar with them than i would be well so. it just seems that as you've got an old timer on the show you know, I, I did <laughs> i did say veteran for so a reason let's give a quick round of pink, <laughs> pink snake was the big bad of the very first robin solo book which was robin number one featuring tim drake tim drake went on his little merry way across europe Trying to uh, learn how to become uh, Robin. Got mixed up with the Sai agent, mixed up with Lady Shiva. King Snake was in there. Uh, that, that's when he, uh, he left because Asbat was just going batshit crazy. Well, actually, no. I, I, I'm nope. sorry to correct you. Uh, Bruce sent Tim Drake on his way to a monastery to learn some uh, wah, hockey, hockey. Some kung fu. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's pretty much the Robin mm. main series that um, kind of diverged a little bit when Robin got kicked out of the back here by Asbats. But the first series, it was a, it was very much a very much a choice by by Bruce. It's funny because the whole thing we talk about Damien being a bit of a dick, but when you look back at, at Tim Drake, gets sent to Europe by Bruce. 
He then tangles with the Joker when he's told not to, and then he flies in Bruce's face again when he teams up with the Huntress in the third one. So, you know, Tim Drake's got a bit of a bad attitude. But there you go. Mm. History lesson, old-timer style. And <laughs> that, something else about this. I, it, they, it was, so my familiarity with Damien is he's super angry, super edgy all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, he was raised by assassins. Mm -hmm. uh, to kill and you know he's then told he's the son of Batman he goes to fight underneath Batman and is told not to kill and that's something I enjoyed about this because we see a difference in his fighting style now you know oh, he, 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 of, he doesn't give a shit he's like yeah. I will you know uh, he's well, going to go no holds barred well and this in this in particular it's showing him not fighting lethally he's fighting to uh, knock out his opponent. And as yeah. we kind of see towards the end of the comic, I don't want to, you know, spoil too much anything, but that ends up coming back to bite him in the butt a little bit. Punch um, him in the heart, one of the two, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that was something else. I, the way they ended it, I mean, it was like, oh, nice chapter. Oh, no, there's no more, there's no more chapters. And so I, I immediately <laughs> wanted to pick it back up and continue reading to but, see what happened. But happens. the question is, but, is this reality? Well, he does go to a place called uh, Lazarus Island, and we all know or are familiar Lazarus with the Lazarus Lizard. Pit. Well, we're oh, yeah, Lazarus, Lazarus Island. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so we all are familiar with the Lazarus Pits because you know they revived my boy Jason Todd. Uh, <laughs> his face immediately get, just. Mm. Oh, dear. Josh is on thin water. Just saying, <laughs> something to be nice, dude. Be nice. Wow. <laughs> but any any DC fan that's you know been around for a while knows the, about the Lazarus Pits. You know, uh, Ra's yeah. al Ghul or Rachel al Ghul, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, we we know about it, and so I have a feeling that. The name is going to play a big part in the next upcoming stories. Also, can we talk a moment about this uh, comment? He go, he says, "Can the you zoom in on that?" Yeah, the, the nice copyright, nice copyright infringement. infringement. <laughs> that small little fourth wall break. Oh, just <laughs> the name is respawn. I'm the reason you're going to regret coming here. But he's blatantly uh, Deadpool and Slade Wilson in one, <laughs> or it's. It's See, I read that as a, I, I read that as a, as a, a, a nod towards Deathstroke, just Deathstroke, because of, the, yeah. Way, yeah. of the, the, the pattern on the mask. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't think of the fourth wall thing. So, there you go. I mean, so with, with respawn being younger, it, it could be taken both ways. And of course, you've, the, the thing that kind of threw me was the panel before. You've got Ravager, so it's like what? Mm -hmm. but, but, yeah. Um, I do like the design of of Robin's costume in this. I like black the, and red, the black and the red. Yeah, it's a nice mix up. Okay. So. <laughs> well, are you are you happy with that? Are you happy with that, Matthew? Any more to I, add before I jump in? Uh you can go ahead. Take the wheel. <laughs> Cheers, man. Um, I have to say that I am absolutely firmly in Matthew's court on this one. This book was an absolute joy to read from page one all the way through. I didn't see the ending coming. Um, it's funny because I'm not a big fan of Josh Joshua Williamson's stuff on Flash. I've said that before. Um, but here it seems to work. It's got a – Josh, you mentioned, um, you mentioned Mortal Kombat. To me, this felt more like Game of Death. You know the Bruce Lee? Movie, mm, yeah, yeah. So again, probably a little bit of my old timeliness coming out on that one. I'm afraid, um, but a, a tinge, a little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. That's six inches. He told me. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, what I will say. <laughs> oh dear God, what have I done? <laughs> so, on that note, I will say that I have to give a big shout out to Gleb Mel Melnikov on art. Um, I saw his work on the Angel book for Boom Studios, and I thought it was great there. To see him come more mainstream and, and put, like, a design on here, you know, the movement of the fight scenes in the first few pages, great. Batman looks absolutely fantastic. Um, I love the little 
uh, manga touches because uh, he's, he's reading, <laughs> he was a, reading manga. Yeah, he's reading a, reading the comic. But question for you then, before we get like like too caught up on this, um, the book's out now. All right, so it came out last week, so you should have read it by now. So I've got a quick question to ask: Is is Damien Wayne the most killed Robin since Jason Todd? Yeah, because he's <laughs> he's already died once already. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, but but no, it's uh, I think this is a really good book. It'll be interesting to see how they inevitably bring him back from the uh, the injury, shall we mm -hmm. say, the injury uh, that he suffers in this book. But we'll see how it goes. Um, and I really, I really like the internal uh, Alfred that he has. Yeah, that's a good shout as well. Uh, it's an absolute good shout. It's it's interesting to see how the different um, back characters have a different interpretation of Alfred. Yeah, you know, because we've seen him pop up in Nightwing. I think he popped mm -hmm. up in Nightwing seventy eight for a bit. You know, in you know Bruce is talking to him in in the last Batman book we looked at, Batman the Detective. So yeah. you know, it's very much uh, he's still a part of the the Bat family. So. I quite liked it. It's funny I wrote this line about the Titans book, but this this whole this whole DC universe is called Infinite Frontiers, and yet with this book we start off with a rehash of King Snake and Robin again. Yeah. <laughs> like, all that infiniteness, and we're going back to the original. Okay, cool. Um, but not generally speaking, this was a really good book, and you know, I kind yeah. of agree with Matthew on this one. So yeah. And that's on that one. I will say, Josh, do me a favor though. Can you run back to the um the house ad for for the is it next one back? Back one. Keep going. There it is. All right, so this house ad for Festival of Heroes. I've got to say, how hot does Cheshire look in this in this advert? Right. I just I I thought this ad was just very well put together. I keep yeah, I, was, I, was I need like, to get my I need to get myself a more steady camera because the more I move <laughs> anything, it just keeps wanting to fall over. <sighs> I know it's it's video taboo touching the camera while it's rolling, <laughs> but yeah. it, it bothers me so much. Yeah. Just whatever you do, don't, don't look straight at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, but, uh, I, I like the variety of the of the heroes that they have i mean we're getting not only batwoman we're getting a, a lantern in there too um i would like so, to say <clears throat> for you indie fans no that is not exo man of war joining the dc universe it is the atom <laughs> Go <forget>. yeah, yeah <sighs> i i feel like if exo man of war was brought in the character would get ruined but that's just my indie side Okay, cool, excellent. Okay, so one down, two to go. Who will survive in the tournament of comic books? Robin makes a strong case for comic of the Now Robin. <laughs> Don't <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> so next up, <laughs> next up is uh, Matthew's choice. And before yes. we get to Matthew's choice, I will have to say, Josh, did you not explain the rules to Matthew when you joined? You know, we talk about Teen Titans as a joke. It doesn't mean we have to go and read the damn thing. Look, <laughs> look, look. Uh, I, so. I explained that, you know, it, it's open. I've, but I there are certain things you don't I wasn't pick. going to be like, no Teen Titans, partially because See, I can't stand Teen Titans, but that's... Uh, so basically, you let it slide, Josh, because I didn't let you read that <laughs> last time. All right, okay, fine. See, um, and that, I, have to ask, I have to ask, why does no one like Teen Titans? Well, we'll get into that in a second. <clears throat> let's, let's run through the credits for this book for you. For, right, first up, written by Tim Sheridan, art by Raphael Sandoval, inks by Jordi Taraguna, or Gona, depending on how you pronounce that, Colors by Alejandro Sanchez and letters by the incomparable Look, It's Not Clayton Cows on an event book, Rob Lee. <laughs> uh, Matthew. All right. So just just like with, you know, well, I have to go a little bit back. I, unlike you two, apparently, am <gasps> a huge Teen Titans fan. I grew up watching the show. 
not not the Teen Titans Go, but the original Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I look, I I've always loved Beast Boy. Beast Boy is to this day one of my favorites. Just especially the way in the cartoon he was portrayed just really well. His voice acting was done extremely well. Um and so I've always just had a love, just you know, a little bit of love for Teen Titans. And so when I saw this on the list, I was like, <gasps> Teen Titans, uh, what what are they doing now? And so when I picked it up, started reading, reading, and I actually had to go back to the first issue to understand a little bit more about what was going on. Uh-huh. Um, so basically the original Titans, you know, um, Dick Grayson, which is Nightwing, uh, Starfire, uh, Beast Boy, Cyborg, Raven, uh, they started this academy to help train upcoming heroes in uh, how to, you know, fight crime, how to survive and do all those kinds of things. Uh, all the while maintaining their, you know, schooling and teaching like <laughs> cyborg cyborg teaches home ec, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, so I had to go back and it starts off with the first issue, which more than likely has been read by a lot of our viewers by now. Because it was the first issue. This is the second. Uh, starts out with uh, Nightwing introducing all the new students to the academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go into someone asks about Red X specifically. And he explains to him what Red X is. And that's kind of what the main story kind of branches into. It revolves around the Red X storyline. As we can see, just from the artwork on the front cover of this one, it's definitely heading into that direction. Um, kind of like how a lot of people nowadays, and you know, with the release of the Joker movie, him basically rising up against, you know, societal standards and all that kind of stuff. Uh, these students kind of see Red X in the same way. Whereas, you know, it's a dark spot on Nightwing's life. It's, and he tries to explain that. He says, you know, it was a dark part of my life. This is what happens when you uh, let go of uh, of your morals of when you forget that you have friends and yada 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 um they don't understand that they just see him as a powerful figure and so they kind of look up to red x and uh, or at least a few of them do i'm not going to say all the students but a few of them do uh and so it goes in the storyline if you go to the first page it starts off with a scene of um you know a girl in a wheelchair getting knocked down by someone in the red x outfit uh this person i believe is nicknamed to be bolt yep if i remember correctly mm-hmm. yep she's the speedster uh, of the team or the new speedster yep. of the team i should say she's yep. a, she's a speed sprinter as how cyborg put it she can use the yep. speed force for short bursts of time um and basically red x is talking to her talking to her and then he goes back into the academy scene uh, essentially, essentially, they are they're talking. This guy named Matt, which please from, help me familiarize myself with this character. Uh, I don't know anything Matt about Price. Him. Yeah, I don't Matt know Price anything about him at all. I think some of these characters are new to the the idea. Mm-hmm. Of the, so I don't know anything. About I know one body. of them, the the gorilla. That's Gorilla Greg. I know that. Um, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> <Gorilla> Greg. <laughs> yeah, you know. GG, just, everyone. GG. <laughs> but in the scene, they're all, you know, they're training, they're fighting, except Matt Price, which we can see in the lower right-hand corner, is just playing a game of chess, or what we assume to be chess. He actually goes on to explain that there's additional spaces on the board. It's actually a different game entirely. Uh, and Cyborg's just checking in on him, making sure he's okay. Why isn't he training? And he goes, well, I'm stronger than everyone here, so there's no point in me training. So I'm not familiar with what his powers are. Uh, all I really know is his name is Matt Price. I am unsure too, but never mind. Let's have a quick uh, we'll have a quick Google whilst you're going through this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, Cyborg talks to him about, you know, training and whatnot. Uh there's a there's a nice little homey moment where Cyborg's playing the teacher role or being a mentor to Matt Price, talking about you know how he loves a good background story, and Matt Price is like, 
I actually don't have one. I remember waking up on an aircraft carrier. They, they saying I fell from the sky, and if they hadn't been there to fish me out of the water, uh, he wouldn't be here today. And the only reason he's named Matt Price is because he remembers it from a poem or a song lyric. And so he just kind of took the name, kind of like in John Hancock, where mm. they asked him for his John Hancock. And so he was like, oh, that must be my name. That's the same situation with this character right here. He just kind of took a name, but he remembers nothing. Mm. And so he goes on, talks about, you know, training all that. And it's a nice little, I really love the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, well, I can't remember the word because brain no do good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, I love, I love the contrast, you know, of, you know, us seeing Teen Titans, you know, most of them always fighting. Uh, and whatnot, you know, good versus evil. I like seeing them in that teaching role, that mentor role, and you know, trying to help people, help the kids, such as Matt Price, who remember nothing, become better or better themselves. Mm. And that's something I really liked about the academy is seeing all these beloved characters that I grew up watching uh, as a crime fighting group, fighting villains, basically being mentors to these kids to help them become what they were, what they can be. Mm. All right. So, so, you know what? I'm going to give you some credit on that one. I'm going to give you uh well done. You have staved my loathing. Of, to be fair, I don't, I'm going, it's not Teen Titans that, that I have an issue with in any shape, way or form. It is Teen Titans Go that I have. That I have yeah. Teen, we don't talk about Teen Titans Go. We don't talk. Um, also, I, can can I, you go back a scene real quick? I don't mean to interrupt you. That's good. That's fine. Go for it. Also, I'm a huge, I ship Corey and Grayson always. And so seeing them in their relationship just makes me all bubbly inside. <laughs> Again, I can't, I can't disagree with you on that one, to be fair. I really, I really can't. I, I think, I think Dick works better with Corey than he does with Barbara. Definitely. And that actually plays in the scene where he has to go back to Bloodhaven and Starfire's like, to Barbara? He's like, no, it's not like that. And she gets, she's like, sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatevs, yeah, whatevs yeah. dude. Um, no, so I actually own um, I own the last season version, series, whatever, Titans, Teen Titans, um, just before the whole source wall fell down and the book got really daft. Um, so I've got a lot of love for some of these characters. Josh, what's your thoughts on the Academy? I feel like we've seen this sort of thing before. Superheroes training new superheroes. It's called um, X-Men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, this book definitely had that, that X-Men feel. Uh, at least to me it did. Um mixed with a slight hint of Fantastic Four with the costumes mm. that the uh, the students are wearing. Mm, the true. uniform. Yep. Um, I mean, it, to be fair, it was a hell of a lot better than any Teen Titans Go book I've ever read, whether on accident or on purpose. Okay, I'll have to give you that. Teen Titans Go... I, I cannot stand. So, I cannot stand so to yeah. provide some background on why Teen Titans Go and I are, are not besties in any way, shape, or form. On a previous episode of Definitive Crusade, Freya had picked a Teen Titans book, but didn't specify specifically which one, or I misread it, whatever the case may be. Well, so I, I accidentally... I know I read the right one. Yeah. Not everything's one. about the machine, Johnny. God. <laughs> so I accidentally read Teen Titans Go, and I was so pissed about it when I realized I had read the wrong book. And so anytime Teen Titans is mentioned, it's kind of a jab in the ribs, like read the right one. Like that, um, the, that stick, <laughs> just stick in the wound. I didn't mean to cheat on you, sweetheart. I just tripped and fell. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't push me down the stairs. I tripped and fell into the doorknob. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so back back to Teen Titans Academy. The one thing I did like the art 
in this was fantastic. Yes. I thought definitely. character design was great. Um, I really liked the use of the light, the light sources in this, in this panel with Cyborg. And you've got you, the speeds are just running around mm-hmm. and you get the reflection from, you know, from her bouncing off of, off of Cyborg. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like this is this sort of thing. Teen Titans Academy would be better if honestly, if it was turned into some sort of streaming show that is geared towards, you know, towards teenagers. Yeah. Kind of that younger audience. If they did that, great. This works out perfect. Not really my my thing. Um, yeah. I, I mean, aside from that, I didn't have any issues. I thought the artwork was spot on. I, I really love I really love if you go back to you know where where they're fighting Beast Boy as he's going through mm-hmm. and you know Dick and Cyborg are talking and Cyborg goes, Oh, I gotta step in. Hit him between the legs, it always works. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, I love and, and the fact that they capture that comedic aspect of mm-hmm. the Titans is definitely appreciated. It's just Team Titans is, is not my thing. So I'm not going to shit on it completely because it wasn't as horrible as other <sighs> books. Like as, as some of the things you've read, yes. <laughs> and as as Johnny mentioned, uh, it definitely has an X-Men feel. But whereas with X-Men, you know, you start out with in, being introduced to some of the characters as the teachers already. Whereas with this, as you go in, you're already familiar with the characters who have now stepped up into that role and well, introducing... But so, but I, if they if they took that direct X approach, then of course we would have to have Damien then show up and again say nice copyright infringement. Right. So but, it's it's ironic that there is that X feel, X Men feel to this book. Because remember back in the day, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans book. Well, not the original one, the one featuring Raven, Cyborg. Um, mm-hmm. Jericho, Nightwing, or Robin, as he was back then, and Terra. Right, right, right. Um, they were deemed to be DC's version of the X Men, so yeah. it's kind, of, it's kind of come full circle from a from a torn point of view. Um, I didn't mind the book; I thought it was, I thought it was a good, good little read. I kind of agree with Josh; it's not aimed at me, so I'm not going to get too too head up about it. Um, Matthew, I agree with you. I love the Corey. Uh, dick relationship it's, it's the the best relationship for Grayson. fun fact jason todd and Corey dated for a while yeah well jason. but then roy but then roy and harper roy harper and her got together and then roy died and then reset so there you go um what's i gonna say um so yeah just kind of that to think about art wise um the only thing I had a problem with the art is the cyborg. Can you jump back to where he's talking to? Yeah. So it's like um, that panel there where he's talking to the young lad in the in the blue brain mm-hmm. boy or whatever he's going to be called, Price. He's he's quite chiseled and everything. But then you get to the next panel after the chess set, or not chess, on the same page. Go back. And look how big his face is. It's like he's gone from being like torn to being, you know, Mr. Mr. Huxtable. What's that all about? And I don't like the new cyborg design. I don't. I like I like the old cyborg design better. So um, that would that was it for me. Um, what else? Note wise, did I put on this book? No, that's cool. Do you think that the um, bulk character is going to be this book's version of Terra from? Uh, the Judas contract. All right, so that that's that's a really sore spot. Um, that's a really sore spot. Uh, oh, sorry. As as I said, <laughs> as I said, I love the original Teen Titans, and you know, as a little boy, you know, going through uh, certain stages of life, uh, Tara was my first, <gasps> first one of my first crushes uh, <laughs> on it. On yeah, I know. And so when she betrayed the Teen Titans, it hurt a lot. 
And I was always like, please come back and be good, be good. And she never did. And it made me really sad. So I hope, I hope that she's not. But with the way things are going with, you know, the conversations she's having with people, it's a good possibility that it could be another Tara incident. I hope not. I really hope not. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if DC recycles um, twists and turns. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen it before. We'll see it again. So, yeah. You know, Terry did come back in a Titans book uh, mid, um, late 80s, early 90s. I think it was, I can't remember what the book was called, but uh, she was a good guy for that for a while, but it was a very short-lived type of book. So I'll have to dig it out and see what it was. Um, for those who are interested, the uh, Matt Price character who's been around in DC since the 60s, Brain Boys, his alter ego, different power set than the one that's been alluded to here. Fully fun fact, both X and Matt Price also appear in Dark Horse comics. Ooh. So I don't know if there's some element of um, buyout from that point of view, but there you go. Interesting to keep an eye on that for you. All right. Yep. Cool. cool. Right. Before we get into our last book. I think it's about time we had a bit of a, a bit of an ad. What have we got for the lovely viewers this time around? Oh well, you know we've got a very an oldie but a goodie, an oldie but a goodie. All right, here we go. Sounds like me. out what makes a professor do his happy dance check out the all-timers comic book show only on ucpn he dances every time every, every time every time fantastic he does best he dances <laughs> <laughs> he his old books as the professor all right okay so we've kept relatively bat free you know robin gave us a bit of a swerve there we've had Not bad characters yeah, yeah, uh, not a lot of not a lot of bat in the Teen Titans at the moment, although of course Nightwing. So I guess it's about time. Let's go, Detective Ten Thirty Five. I don't like the way you said that. All right, okay, so we're going to do the credits for the main story first. Um, so this is written by Mariko Tamaki, uh, art by Dan Mora, colors by. The person who I think is probably the best colorer in the business right now in Jordi Belair. Mm-hmm. Um, and letters by and a lady who's absolutely making a fantastic name for herself at the minute is the Dita Bidika, who um, I think has just been doing some great work. Um, the second book, second part of this book is a Huntress book, a Huntress story. So you've got uh, Mariko Tamaki back as writer, you've got Clayton Henry as artist. Colours by Jordi Belair again, and Adita Bedica is there again for letters. Um, well, I don't know why I picked this book. So I'll save that to the end. But, uh, Matthew, what do you think of Detective 1035? So just like with Robin, uh, as soon as I picked it up, I was enthralled. I was wanting to read it end to end. And it's kind of like what I said in our previous episode, uh, where uh, I was looking for... Uh, the last pick that you had to be more of the, or maybe it was Josh's pick, but whichever one, uh, it going back to the detective days of Batman, not really crime fighting, but problem solving yeah, and crime solving. And so that's what I was looking for when I picked this up and it delivered, it delivered. I'm, I was all for it. You know, it starts off. Well, I'll let you do the book explaining. No, no, you you go for it. I'm all okay. Right. <laughs> well, it starts off with, uh, you know, a person, you know, being. It talks about people disappearing in Gotham, which this is Gotham. It's probably not that <laughs> you know strange wait, of wait, an issue. Wait, wait, people disappear in Gotham? What? I've never heard of such a thing. This, if the, I could understand if it was like Metropolis, but yeah, Gotham, never. Central City, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Metro- Metrocity. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it starts off with them talking about missing people in Gotham. 
uh, and Batman's essentially trying to find one, especially this specific uh, lady by the name of Amber. Uh, Amber Worth, I want to say the last name was, was Worth. Is it not Sarah? Uh, Does he not try and find Sarah? Is that not the deal? Um, I, I want to say it was Amber. All right, okay, cool. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like I said, you should you should have probably been the one to explain. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no, no. Fine, but, uh, I'm just curious. Go go for it. Uh, but it was, you know, he's he's problem solving, and it doesn't really include many of his psychics. Like you know, Batman always has his Robin or his Alfred or any of his other Bat family. But instead, it's focusing mostly on Batman himself uh -huh. and even commissioner gordon commissioner gordon isn't in this uh and so he basically he's trying to find out why this girl went missing uh why there's no ransom for it if it if he says that if it had been a big crime family there would have been a ransom there would have been an issue uh and there would have been a way to find her by following these crime families but since there was it's a disappearance with no trace uh, he doesn't know why she disappeared. And so he's going through finding clues uh, and eventually finds her. Uh, but when he finds her, unfortunately, it's a little too late. Uh, but it seems to be set up in a way to where as soon as he finds her, the police also find her. And so it kind mm -hmm. of makes Batman look bad. And it makes him a uh, suspect in the case. Of course, he's not on the best terms with the police at the moment, is he? No, no, he's not. He he is vigilante, and so what? They're I'm they're trying to bring vigilante? him into vigilante. What? Man, man, we're going all in for the sarcasm today, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what? I'm always serious. I'm Batman. Why so serious? <laughs> Why so serious? Let her go. Poor choice of words. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Great, I, great, 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 great performance. Definitely. It really does. He, Heath Ledger was amazing. Unfortunately, we all know how it ended for him. But we're not here to talk about Heath Ledger. We're here to talk about this this book, this comic. Yeah. Go on. Um, bring us back on track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, art artwork artwork is really well done. Uh, that's something that that I actually actually loved about this comic is i personally loved the artwork that came with it mm. uh, it was grimy dark uh really well done like with this flashlight scene um mm -hmm. i that's astonishing to me it does really well on like if you actually look into a flashlight and you're like oh god oh and you're blinded for a second it does really good on capturing that um uh, essence so to speak uh I I loved it. Like I like I said, I was in it as soon as I picked it up. As soon as I started reading it, I was flipping through. And when I hit the end, I kept trying to go through and read more, but there wasn't any more to read. There's no more. <clears throat> All right, Josh. First and foremost, Jordy Belair knocked this one out of the park. Absolutely did a stellar job with this. Totally book. agree. So, at this point, it, she's really setting the standard for art and colors mm -hmm. with, with any book that she's been on. Um, I, I have to agree with Matthew. I love the fact that we're getting more of the, the world's greatest detective. And it's, to be honest, a nice break to have Batman be the vigilante and not on Gotham PD's good side. Mm -hmm. Because then we actually see Batman as he was originally designed. Because I, I feel that there, there creates a, an interesting caveat, if you will, on Batman trying to do everything in his power to save Gotham under his own rules. But on the flip side of that coin, you know, he's still essentially breaking the law. 
So it yes. creates mu a much more of a dynamic for the character as a whole. Um, the art on, like, some of the, the way Batman is designed reminded me of when Jim Lee did the all-star Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder. Mm -hmm. So that, that short story arc with Jim Lee and Frank Miller. Can't believe you're bringing that up. I love that story arc. You shush. Um, I, I thought Batman He's an old man. Wait, 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 wait. Do you love it? Or do you goddamn love it? Well, it was the goddamn <laughs> Batman. But speaking of that, one of the biggest issues I... Here we go. Essence of Freya coming right up. Oh. <laughs> if you're going to put swearing in the book... Put the whole word. I only censored it because YouTube stuff. Right. There's other ways that they could have expressed that frustration or the fear without having to bleep out the words. The melon farmers. That's what they are. Melon farmers. <laughs> I, mean, I just... Yep. The, the essence of Freya came out just then. <laughs> for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, um, when the commercial channels over here in the UK started showing uh, films like Beverly Hills Cop and Die Hard, um, they changed some of the expletives to very, to very odd things. So instead of getting the ever-popular MF vulgarity, you would get melon farmer in its replacement. Okay, now now I get it. It's really yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that that's like in Utah. Instead of saying what the, it's like what the fetch, what the fetch really? is this? Yeah. So so playing fetch with your dog is a whole different thing in Utah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's oh. <laughs> it's fetching crazy out here. I tell you. Yeah. Shut the front door. And no way. That's another one, but. Aside aside from that, I I enjoyed the story. I thought it was fantastic. You know, it was a solid Batman detective story. Agreed, agreed. So, I'm, I can't argue with this. I mean, this is what we want. This is what mm -hmm. well, we want Batman to be Batman. We want him to do some detective work. We want him to do some some proper stuff. My only issue, and I love him being as a vigilante against the, the police. Love that idea. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's worked really well. My only issue is that this whole lack of money thing doesn't seem to be having an impact on him. Now, I'm going to get a little bit tricky on this. Does everyone remember when Enterprise started? And it was like, ooh, it's going to be Star Trek, but nobody's traveling around at high warp. They're traveling around at low warp instead, so it takes them longer to get places. Mm -hmm. um, they still managed to get there in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they didn't. The episode didn't go on for like three hours as they tried to get from one place to another. And this money thing, it doesn't seem to be having much of an impact. No. So let's see if, if you're going to have that as its storyline. And it does raise its head a couple of times. It's been mentioned in Justice League. Green Arrow quips to Black Canary. He's got more money than Bruce Wayne now. All mm -hmm. right. Which is ironic considering his own book. He lost it all to the ninth circle. So... um. You know, if you're going to put something like that, make it stick. Um, right. The other thing that we want to talk about is the minor, the minor Huntress appearance in the first part, which led to the reason why I picked this book in the in the, in the first instance. We just talked about uh, Huntress's first appearances on the old timers. Mm -hmm. So what better, you know, DC are listening to us by putting her out in a new book. Isn't that good? Well done, mm -hmm. DC. Um, yay! So, Huntress, are we Huntress fans? Uh, we'll go with Matthew first on that one. I don't know much about Huntress, just from reading what little I know about her. Oh, I like the, like the character, she's definitely uh an anti hero, uh, mm -hmm. from what I from what little I've read. And I, I love anti heroes, and okay. they so in, in Dungeons and Dragons. I play a lot of chaotic neutral characters uh -huh. because they have their own sense of morality and they do what they believe is right. And that's what I find a lot of anti-heroes 
end up doing is even if it's breaking the law, it's their own sense of morality, their own sense of justice that they are carrying out. And so on a personal level, I relate to them a lot more. So characters like Huntress who portray that decently well, I find enjoyable. Mm. <clears throat> what do you think of the artwork? Cause it's a slightly different, it's a different uh, style to the main book. I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. It's, it was definitely a transition. Cause like, you know, you see on the left, the zombified, uh, mm. it is Sarah. It is Sarah. You were right. It is Sarah. I apologize. He rolls his right. eyes. Don't roll your eyes at me. Look, I, I admitted my mistake, okay? No need for it. I didn't roll my eyes at that. Uh -huh, I, yeah. I didn't. I'm looking at the book. I'm yeah. reading the book as we're talking. Sure, so, sure. So honestly, I didn't. I, you know, I was I was happy to let it go. I was happy to let it go. Okay. But, you know. but I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit my mistake. It was Sarah. Not Amber. I apologize. Where did that get Amber from? I don't know. But as we can see from the zombified Sarah over on the left, you know, being that dark and gritty art style to the more of the comic style from the Huntress, it's a yeah. bit of a transition, but I I still enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Cool. Also, also the storyline for the Huntress, I, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting, yeah. uh, but it was still really good. The, just the small little nod to uh, to why she does what she does and yeah. where she stands uh, on her own on her own line of morality. You know, she she made a friend. Um, she had an argument, and the friend died before she could apologize, and so that's why she kind of stands alone. Yeah. So, I think it was a really well done story. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I can't believe I'm going to. I agree with Matthew on this one. Absolutely. Josh, three for three. I know. Three okay. See, yeah, yeah. Wow. You get no. I roll. And I agree with you. What more do you want? Um, <laughs> Josh Huntress. I mean, I don't hate the character, but at the same time, I'm kind of. Eh. Ah, all right. All right. Are yeah. you are you uh, old school? Do you like Bert Nelly or do you like Wayne? I like Wayne. Okay, cool. So, right. uh, I mean, th this story just was very fillerish for me. Okay, definitely because oh. it was what one little instance of something happening, and now now Huntress is is. Kind of go through this little self. I don't want to say a pity party, but kind of a pity party of. Well, this is why I'm a shitty friend. Okay. Well, all right. So I mean, I like I liked it. I thought the art was canny. I thought it was it was I thought it was different, an absolute total different take to the previous story. For me, the whole story, including the art, is very much like a palate cleanser. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of get like the darkness of the main story, and you want something to kind of like. You know, negate some of that, so you can go yeah. back and think. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this book absolutely nails it, at least in tone. But then, of course, the story at the end and, and what happens to Mary, it just changes that. So it's kind of like there's a darkness hidden in all that brightness. I think that's a really clever touch. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see where it goes. Yep. Sorry, Matthew. I was going to say, not all fillers. If we're talking about fillers, they're not all bad. Take Naruto, yeah. for example. They had that whole filler episode of trying to find out what's underneath Kakashi's mask. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was a nice little change of pace. Uh, same thing with this. You know, we start out with that, as you said, dark and uh, gritty art style and story. And then we get to this lighthearted artwork. And the beginning of the story is also lighthearted. And it's a nice mm -hmm. little palate cleanser. Mm. Cool, excellent. Um, I think there's some. I think there's some legs and some longevity in the Huntress character. I'd like to see more of her around in regular comic books. I'd like to see more of her legs. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Oh, fair enough. Fair point. I'm a single fair man. Point. Don't judge yeah, me. I'm not. Hey, no. <laughs> I put in fishnets. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I thought I thought it's an interesting take, and you know what? 
I know the the books are more expensive now because you're getting the two for one. I think if the if the second bit is as good as the 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 huntress bit in this, I don't mind that. It's not like you're spending like six bucks on the Joker book and getting a really pissed poor punchline story. Yeah, right. Uh, pardon YouTube for my swearing. I should have explained out that. For those that are watching and the Easter eggs, there is an Easter egg in the uh, huntress uh, <coughs> tale. Anybody spot it? Ooh. I always forget to look for Easter eggs. I just get. I, I get into the story and I start reading yeah. through, and I just don't know. Unless that it's something is... blatantly obvious, like well, hey. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, that is not Captain Marvel's cat. So no, we're not talking mm. about migraines. Um, can you go back to the bit where she saves Mary? They the one before that. This there one? you go. This one. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, the whole arrow bitch. Oh it's, yeah. Birds from Birds uh, from movie, the, mm-hmm. the Emancipation of Harley Quinn or whatever it is. Um, so it's the not movie I skipped. Oh, I've seen it a couple of times. I, I quite enjoy it. I, I, it's not it's not Bird of Prey from the comic books. Yeah, but but it, you know it's still a fun little movie, I think. But hey ho. Um, so yeah, there's a nod there to all you uh, uh, Bird of Prey fans in there. So there you go. A little bit of. Behind the scenes, fourth wall, skullduggery. All right, excellent. Um, that's it. We're done. Three books in, three books out. We've had Robin number one, Teen Titans Academy number two, and Detective Ten Thirty Five with a backup from the Huntress in there as well. Been a good little mix, I think. Mm-hmm. Well definitely, done. I, definitely yeah. a good selection this round. Mm. Good, sele- unlike Josh's pick from the last one. <laughs> What did you pick last time? He uh, uh, got the uh, uh, the Batman Detective Comics revamp, so to speak. Uh, it was basically just a mix of all the all all the old stories. Oh we yeah, discussed. Le- Legends of the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, that, that was it. God, yeah. yes. So <laughs> I remember. So have we paid him back for that yet? So what we should do, Matthew, is yeah, we should let you pick Josh's book next time. Right. That's what I should do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sensing some Teen Titans go. <laughs> That's all he gets from now on is Teen Titans go. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm gonna. Look, you know what? Actually, it's a, it's a good thing I'm taking this month off. <clears throat> <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> hey, we'll just have to wait till we'll have to wait till August. No, I will not. Don't worry, the trade pair bag will be out by then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <clears throat> guys, don't forget to check out the UCPN for all your favorite shows, including the now live Flipside Focuses with Josh. Josh, you Flipside. Good yep. time last time. Yeah, that, that was a fantastic episode uh, with special guest Tom Payer the editor-in-chief of Ahoy Comics, where we we had a blast, an absolute blast, uh, talking about Penultial Man and the Wrong Earth and just everything Ahoy Comics is doing. So check it out. Yeah, the guy is a true gent, an absolute gentleman. Mm -hmm. And he's been in the industry for years, so he's got lots to say about, you know, Marvel, Migraines, DC, and everything in between. Um, And, of course, the old-timers comic book show where the hosts aren't old. The comic books most certainly are, and that was sister show for the mainstream, the No Prize podcast. There you go. Yep. Uh, Matthew, you're in another pod as well with us, aren't you? Aren't you what's yours? The yes, the Jank Think Tank, where we discuss all things magic and jank combos. Uh, I believe Josh and I will actually be uh, doing something a little bit later today for that. Uh, Ooh. hopefully, streaming some gameplay and doing a fun little take on that. So, uh mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure like- make sure uh, you guys check out the live stream uh, and when we upload the video make sure to check uh check out the youtube channel uh it's the jank think tank uh, let us know if you like that content we'll continue doing it as long as you guys keep liking it so. i have i liked uh, josh's picture the other day on twitter <laughs> nice little deck pack deck mm-hmm. oh yeah it. yeah the <laughs> the unsolicited <laughs> deck pick Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, quite quite funny. Made me laugh. Made me giggle. Okay. All right, <laughs> <clears throat> that's it then. So from the guys on the crusade, this is Johnny the Machine Hughes saying adios.